down the chimney he will come with his great big smile and you'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style oh what is santa bringing oh where's my burrito where's my burrito it feels so good it should cost brought an alligator i ain't talking the cost Make me say, uh, like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross. I got a weird topic I want to talk about today. Uh, sex dreams. What does sex dreams mean, Max? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't like, think do it's about mean? sex. No, because that's the thing. I think it's too simplistic to say, hey, sex dreams are because you want to go fuck somebody. I think there's obviously some weird thing. And here's my thing. I'm going to tell you about a sex dream I had more specifically. It wasn't just a sex dream. Like, there was sex in it. But at the end, I was like institutionalized against my will. Like it was a halfway oh half. God. It was like a, a Hotel California. I guess were there was you sex institutionalized in for having the sex or was the, that unrelated? Unclear. <laughs> I woke up and there was no resolution, Max. I was saying Hotel California, Who's but I'm pretty sure there's... these dreams like this. Just, it needs to follow some basic plot structure. Like there's oh. no. Just Would you demand that of Lynch? Why are you coming at me for my actual dreams, dream logic? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> There's only one Lynch, Christian. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> my Lord. Yeah. I mean, so I'm sitting here just wondering because again, it became like this weird one flew over the cuckoo's nest thing slash Hotel California. And only because the last line of Hotel California is you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Then oh. solo comes in. It's a really good solo. The point is this though, uh, that I was, I was, I, I remember waking up yelling max like it was that much of a nightmare i was like and i opened my eyes and i was still making that sound <laughs> that's a terrifying sex dream it's a weird sex dream but it wasn't even that you know like i'll tell you i can i can trace it a little bit so an ex-girlfriend of mine who shall remain nameless but you know this person not mm-hmm. the last big one but the high school big one okay right that one hit me up randomly like a day before my birthday and it was weird because I've not talked to this person in like six, seven years or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what it spawned was this really sweet and nice, innocent conversation about like, who are you now? Like, it's, I'm glad to hear from you. Like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I'm literally, I'm talking about over the course of one night, six hours, we, there are like paragraph messages back and forth. And it's a really nice thing. We're just talking about like music we liked that we probably would have talked about in the course of seven years, but we haven't, you know, uh-huh. really, really nice everything's good uh and then i think by the next day she had sobered up because i assume the only reason she talked to me was because she was fucked up <laughs> you know what i mean not because i did anything wrong by the way just because it, it 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 blew up in the classic like high school people who didn't break up after high school kind of way you know what i mean like right, right so it just got messy but there was nothing like i don't know she didn't cheat on me i think i didn't cheat on her so it was all good um I think. Uh, <laughs> but my point is this, that like, so talking to her for one night was really cool. And then the next day, like, I guess she realized, well, I, I didn't want to open up that can of worms. Maybe if I just don't read the, the message anymore, it's good. And I'm not mad. I'm like, whatever. Like, I lived fine without you for seven years. I don't need to talk to you. But it was a nice night. You know what I'm saying? It was sure. like a nice, cool thing. Like getting caught up in everything. Yeah. Right. And just like also to like, you know... Max, you've known me since I was like 12. I was a piece of shit. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I have gone through permutations of being good in the right moments. I think that's why we're friends is like I came through at a, at a crucial moment. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think you're being hard on yourself, you know? 
like, like we were all pieces of shit in the sense that we weren't, you know, our brains weren't fully formed yet. Right. You, you know, empathy as a teenager. Like, really. <laughs> arguably, I was a piece of shit. All of our friends were pieces of shit. We were running around being pieces of shit together. You weren't alone in this. Mm. Okay. So like, don't be so hard on yourself. Well, thank you. There are people that I know who listen to this podcast who would disagree with you. Who think specifically I'm a piece of shit, but they're fans of the pod. And that's Wait. all that matters to me. Really? Uh, yeah. So they're boring. listening for me or what's up? Yeah, they're here for Max. <laughs> they know you too the person i'm talking about so that's yes. crazy. uh they knew you once or twice anyway um so mm-hmm. my point is this that like so i can sort of track why that person has re-entered my subconscious right like from the recess the dusty recesses of my mind as th lawrence said uh, right she sprang forth and so i can understand that now i didn't have that dream last week i didn't have that dream when it happened right because my birthday yeah. was like 10 12 days ago something like that i had this t- last night which was very strange for me and again a horror film at the same time you woke up screaming <laughs> right so i just wonder what that's all about and here's the other thing it's like i love my fiance you know how much i love the world i ain't trying Absolutely. to fuck anybody else okay my point though uh, is that like that's why i don't know if sex dreams are representative of just the carnal act of trying to fuck somebody i'm trying to break this down i Max. mean like, like, like well what are dreams though like because that that really gets into the question of what are dreams and are there really different kinds of dreams are sex dreams different from other dreams aside from the fact that they have sex in them like in terms of like what they're motivated by because right. i always took dreams to mean like it was just like your brain and there are theories about it right like that it might be your brain trying to entertain itself like to stay active in some way or it might I just not be heard your, that that's interesting well, yeah, like while you're sleeping or while you're in a fucking, you know, not conscious state, your brain is still like actively firing in some way. Your I don't brain know. is on the graveyard shift and he brought like a tablet to watch Netflix on is what you're saying. Like, he's yeah, like, fuck it. You know? But all the shows are just your fucked up memories <laughs> swirling in a weird blender. Um, or it's your subconscious just dumping a bunch of, lo- or a bunch of shit that might mean something. I-, I-, I think that we're just assigning meaning to shit that doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, I'll tell you this from personal experience. I have always thought of it as it's, it's, it's shit that your mind is like, remember this, like mm-hmm. figure it out. You know what I mean? Like I hate to use Lynch as my benchmark for everything, but it's that scene with Dougie where he's like, has just scribbled all over the documents. And he's just like, how am I supposed to figure this out, Dougie? And he's like, figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, it's so brilliant, bro. <laughs> like, and so my mind is, is Dougie in that scene. It's just like, yeah. figure it out, man. And I've had moments in my life, like not even, I found out my ex-girlfriend was cheating on me, dude, by having a dream where I remembered this thing that she said once, but overlooked it the first time that she had said it. And I was like, that's a logical inconsistency in your narrative. <laughs> like, so, so like through a dream, you realize that like, oh, I, she was yes, cheating I, on her. I'm not even joking. Like that is 100% not a joke. And when I told her that, she was like, fuck you and your fucking dreams. <laughs> like, how would your dreams out me? And I'm like, I don't know. But so I, be- I do believe in the subconscious of it all. So that's the weird thing. It's like, I think that there is some, there's obviously yeah. like you'll watch something and you'll have a dream about it the next day. There's there's yeah. more than just uh, like you, you know, have anxiety right? dreams or stress dreams. I right. still have those where I'll be like in high school and I didn't study for the test or something, oh, and then right. I wake up and I go, oh, I'm almost thirty. <laughs> I hear people say that I've never had those dreams ever. Like my dreams really? usually are just about like zombies who don't have. Like I had a dream that was about zombies took over the world. The problem was they looked normal unless you got close enough to them. Because zombies don't have feet in this universe, but if you're close enough, how to are they see, standing? I mean, that's the point, bro. Like they're defying all kinds of fucking shit. Dream logic well, aside, wait, were they were they walking on nubs or were they like? Uh... 
were they floating like the thing is they're they're probably floating from far away you're just like eh, i can't whatever they got baggy jeans i mean on. the fact that they're zombies is distracting enough right but then no feet and then by the right. way to confirm that you got to be close enough where they can get you at that point and so it just yeah. it becomes a whole clusterfuck and that's my point so, so wait zombies are like a constant theme in your dreams no but that's one like usually where it's about faceless people you know people who don't have any uh distinguishable features Mm. here's the thing if we really went into dream mm. law there's got to be a dream fucking ever, analyst here like i need well, you, you ever see about. that movie the nightmare it's a documentary oh, about it's wonderful. Sleep, paralysis. sleep paralysis yeah 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 Yeah, i've had a couple of those have you ever had sleep paralysis before i i haven't had it where i'm waking like and i'm fully aware of it i've woken up before and my muscles are still completely limp that scares the shit out of me but mm. it would sn- I'd snap out of it within like 10 seconds or like because that's the thing. When you sleep, you go completely limp. I don't think people really realize this. And that's what makes it even more impressive. When you're in like deep REM sleep. You're like. Oh, you're complete. You're complete. It's like your entire body is asleep. Like, yo, I, I sat on my foot the wrong way. And now it's in pins and needles. That's your whole body when you're in deep, deep sleep. That's what right. makes it really amazing when you're like tossing and turning and shit. Because like your body goes from being like not functional mm-hmm. to like, I'm ready to go. So I've had that where I've woken up and like my arm is still like, nah. <laughs> like it's not working yet. <laughs> But but I've never had like there's something in the corner of the room, you know what I'm saying? Because that would scare the shit out of me. What was yours, well, man? Uh, well, it was the two times I've ever taken melatonin, and I had like these, um, yeah, like because I just started working night shift, and I was like constantly on my weekends, like you know, an idiot. I was trying to flip between days when I was on my days off to nights when I was you know going back to work, right. um, which is terrible. So I used melatonin once or twice, sorry, and like. The first time I did it, I had like the most terrible, vivid dream nightmare or whatever. Like a bunch of people were walking around. They were all people I worked with, but there was like pus leaking out of their ears. And they started talking backwards. And then like the sky went totally black. And then like there was a flash and I opened my eyes and I was in my room. And I saw like there was a mirror in the corner of my room. And I saw like an outline of a person and like that person just suddenly rushed right at me, like I'm out of done. the mirror. I'm fucking done, dude. <laughs> and I, but I spent like five minutes staring at it, and it was like cocking its head and staring at me, and then just fucking rushed at me, and then I like finally was able to move. Jesus fucking Christ. That is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life, man. Yeah, so don't, don't take melatonin, because what people don't understand about melatonin, it's a fucking hormone. And like the, what they sell in the bottles, it's like 100 times what you would ever need to fall asleep. Oh shit. I didn't know that. I took melatonin as a child mm-hmm. and maybe I had a lot, not like a child, child, like from 14 to 16 or something like that. Yeah. Child enough, but not like six or anything. Uh, and I don't remember any of those kind of vivid, vivid dreams, but that's not mm-hmm. to say that I still don't have these dreams. Like I don't remember what one of these was, but Dolores straight up said I woke up screaming, like and not cute screaming. Like I was today. Like, was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I like, and I remember it's weird because I remember waking myself up, but I cannot tell you what, Oh no, I actually do remember the actual thing that woke me up. It's going to sound fucked up and you know what it is, Max. Uh, do you remember that really bad Bruce Campbell movie that he directed that we watched? The Man with the Screaming Brain? You nailed it. Remember when they put the consciousness of his wife into that weird blonde robot that has like a loose face or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like a right, better example, like the skin suit in uh, Under the Skin, like where the meat gets taken out and it's just like the... like Yeah. Suit. I saw the the screaming brain lady, blonde, just like whatever, but someone was wearing it and like walking towards me. 
And I remember being like, ah, to the point where I woke myself up being like, ah, and Toys is like, you having a bad dream? I'm like, no, I'm screaming for no reason. <laughs> I just had the most wonderful dream. It was great. You were there. <laughs> like, no, but it, it, it's, it's really, it's a really horrifying thing to me because first of all, you spend a third of your life. I think I spend less because I don't sleep like a normal person. I fucking hate that. Uh, but you spend a third of your life sleeping. It is this thing that is absolutely necessary. Like they say sharks are always swimming, but sharks have this weird part of the, like their anatomy in their brain. They can shut off half their brain at a time. And right. so they're sleeping for the 12 hours that they're swimming and like so on and so forth. It's a really weird kind of concept. We don't have that. So we need to fully shut down. We need to fully reboot and recharge. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, man, these things horrify the shit out of me. And now that you're making me recount all of my like nightmares that I can remember, there's a weird theme about like, uh, faceless people, like uh, mm -hmm. people without features, I guess, like what the unknown, like, let's try to diagnose this as best we can. I mean, I know we're not dream analyzers or anything like that, but like we, we could be. Could we tried. Be. Let's put our, our, our analyst at. I mean, we probably have as much science backing us up as, you know, regular dream analysts. So They're getting paid for it, Max. They're killing us. <laughs> what are we doing? Why not us? <laughs> Look, I'll Venmo you like 20 bucks if you analyze my dreams and, and vice versa. You can Venmo me that 20 back to do your dreams. That sounds productive. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> We're getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do it. Like, what do faceless people mean? People without features? Right. Like, uh, or, you know, the absence of features almost makes it pointy, like reptilian features as well. A am Ooh. I, am I concerned about the fact that we're all animals? Does this make me feel like we're alone in the world that there is? I no mean, when you're awake, are you concerned about that? Not in a, not in a, like, it's always on the surface kind of thing. I mean, well, cause, cause my point is this, like I'm a, I'm an atheist, pretty hardcore atheist. I would love to be agnostic. I would love to believe anything that would give me even 1% of reasonable doubt about the nothingness that is after this life. Uh, yeah. Because then it would be like, I'm an agnostic, but I can't. So I guess I'm not worried, worried about that. Although we've had that conversation. Remember I, we've talked about the acts, the, uh, the, the, that looms over us at all times, that weird mm -hmm. feeling that our generation has. I remember yeah. I told you, I, I told my mom about that. My mom was like, I never feel that because of God. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, fuck you. And I'm like, maybe she's, she's got a point here, man. <laughs> like maybe the belief structure of anything that allows you to just like not think about how dark everything is on a constant basis. Maybe that's what we're lacking. Cause right. I'm, I'm not doing it on a waking level. I'm not like, Oh my God, we're all, everything's godless and we're nothing. You know, like I'm usually just playing Mario Kart or something. Like I'm fine. Like, yeah, I don't have to think about it, but eh, I don't know. Well, our, our mutual friend, Alex, um, actually wrote a, uh, or not wrote, he reposted uh, a post on Facebook that kind of applies here. This is just about our generation. Um, okay. in general, the acts about the drop. My generation was in elementary school when 9-11 happened, which started the longest undeclared war in U.S. history. On the year of my high school graduation, the 2008 subprime mortgage bubble burst and crippled the world's economy. Wages have not kept up with inflation or productivity since the 70s. College tuition has gone up over 1,000%. The war on drugs is still a thing. Our government is a corrupt gaggle of corporatist whores. Identity politics is in full swing. The throwaway lifestyles of past generations has left a country-sized mass of plastic in the ocean, and the climate got skull-fucked by humanity's greed. But yeah, we use smartphones, access to collective knowledge of humanity in your pocket, and eat avocados. Real pieces of shit we are. Well, that's an oversimplification because I want to point out that I think people our age are pieces of shit. Like one can be true and the other one is not. I mean, again, think of how many people have the ability to learn anything all the time. For him to say we have nothing but collective knowledge at our fingertips, it's not like he himself is doing anything. 
you, do you, you see my larger point? No, I mean, about anyone, about anyone. You want to play piano, Max? I know you do. Learn it. It's on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to learn yeah. Mandarin? You can. No one wants to do anything. Right. But, like, the, the point of the post being that, you know, it's a response to the, the whole. Don't tell me the point of the fucking post. Don't tell me how to feel about the that whole, post. The whole anti-millennial shit, you know? But, well, really, the whole point I brought it up was, like, the whole, like, act's about to drop the anxiety or whatever. It's like, you wonder why that is for our generation. It's like, yeah. Right. There you go. That is true. And I've, I've always been like 9-11 was the big moment, but he's mm. not wrong. He brings up the like, yeah, I graduated two months after the bottom fell out of the economy. Okay. Like <laughs> I need people to understand how fucked up the world was. Like, right. we were like, are we going to go eat dinner after my graduation? Motherfucker, I can cook you dinner. Like we ain't going yeah. out. Like, well, cause, cause like when we were coming up, like the idea of going to college, you go to college, you're set. Right. Like that, that was the fucking dream. Yeah. And like 2008 happened. Yeah, nothing was gonna. Happen. I mean, so I, I guess that's the point. Like, we've actually handled this with uh, with poise, but I think, um, and I've made this point before. Like, uh, was it John Knowles did a separate piece? Separate piece mm-hmm. starts with like we never knew how scared we were until the absence of fear. It's just like the problem is we've never ap- we've never escaped the fear. We've never gone to that exit sign and walked the fuck out. We still live in the same world that happened the minute those fucking planes hit the tower. And so my point is this: that like even my dreams are fucking internalizing this nightmare. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know when people have good dreams. I like every dream I remember, it's only the bad ones, which is yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but, but I mean, I kind of love my bad dreams, man. I remember my bad dreams. They give me ideas and shit. I'm right. kind of all about them. It's, it's like watching a great horror movie that I wrote myself that also stars me. <laughs> you fucking egotist. You're like, you're like, if Woody Allen was a fucked up like horror director, he's like, I'm going to write, produce, direct, star. I'm doing it all. Like, Price of admission free. <laughs> Audience size one. Oh my god, man! Uh, shit. I mean, but you know, that's fine. Like, I wish I kept like a dream journal. I wish I, I wish I had the. Uh, so you could remember all the horrors that you face every time you close your eyes. Well, I feel like I remember the like highlights from all of them. You know what I'm saying? Which is just like, by the way, to start to circle back to what we were talking about. This was a sex. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I tried to do that away from the microphone. I'm so sorry. Audible fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I brought it away. Like, I was like, oh, they won't be able to pick up on this. Okay, listen. I needed this whole podcast needs to come to a screeching halt. I'm not even done with this one. Nothing was as funny that we have said in the past 20 (laughs) episodes than the visual of you pulling this Coke away from you and then opening it. It's still being the most audible thing I've ever heard in my life. And so, because I've still got this much left in this can, I'm drinking Monsters. This is my second one that I'm on now. Still got like almost half of a can, and I had to open that one. Yeah, no, you did. Sorry, yeah, fucking. Ex- I'm sorry. You exercise in excess, you fucking millennial. I'm so over your shit. <laughs> but my point is this: look, <coughs> you okay? <coughs> sorry, you, right? you okay? Yeah, I'm good. All right, all right. I knew it. I knew it. You ever see the Lion King? Like after Mufasa falls, and like all the fucking antelope go by, and it's like ah, oh, whatever. But then like forty-five seconds later, there's one extra motherfucker who's like, "I'm late for work." Like he shows up. Like that was you. That was that cough right there. I was like, I know there's a late antelope in here. <laughs> anyway, my is point. That the is episode that- title: <laughs> Late Antelope. Uh, my point is this: that this started off as a as a question about sex dreams and what they mean outside of that, right? Now, yeah. like again, not to disrespect the person, and I won't even say their name here, but like the sex was fire because that's how sex should be usually. 
Uh, but it doesn't, it didn't stop that the ending of that made me feel like I was in a really fucked up Twilight Zone episode. You know what I mean? Where like, I thought I was in one place, but I was bamboozled and now I'm stuck in a place forever. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Not so much the old flame because I can track where that person came from. I'm trying yeah. to track why at the end I felt like I was a trapped animal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the weird fucking thing about it. I don't know. I mean, did, did the sex part of the sex dream inspire some anxiety? Or was it all followed by anxiety? Because that's clearly like an anxiety dream. Like you feel trapped or something, or you feel like you've, you're a prisoner. You've made a decision maybe that's made you a prisoner. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, that's the thing. I need to remember more of it. And this is why I really want to keep a dream journal. What I remember happening is like, so that happened and it didn't, it didn't become this awkward thing. Because in my mind, like we have the relationship that we have in life now, which is we haven't seen each other in forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the actual sex act should have led to some anxiety or some other like, what does this mean now? You know what I mean? Like trepidation. But it wasn't like that. Everything was just chill. <laughs> like mm -hmm. almost like it happened, but, we, but it didn't happen. We knew, but we didn't know. And right. everything was totally fine. And like, we were just hanging out and going to do some other thing. And then it's like, when I went down, she's like, meet me in the lobby. And when I go to the lobby, that's when I find out I'm not in this hotel. I'm not in this place with her. I'm in fact in a place I can't escape from. Uh, and I'm just, I, here's the thing. I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, I'm sure there's a track line here, but I need I you mean, to I mean, this is me. basically <laughs> the plot of Mulholland Drive. Like when Betty and whatever, you know, hook up, uh, then they go to Club Silencio and shit goes haywire, man. Well, nothing is what it seems, right? Is that what you're, what you're trying to say? Yeah, I mean, like the, the sex is fire for them. But then after that, the whole dream unravels, right? Right. Everything so is that my inciting incident? Like that's, that's, a, that's a forbidden fruit. By the way, I mean, where, based where, on what you're telling me. I just yeah. want to apologize because this episode went dark immediately. And I apologize <laughs> for that. But, but I was fucked up by a sex dream and I needed to explore it. If, if right? our biggest laugh is me opening a can of Monster audibly, then maybe we're in trouble. Yeah, we're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, okay. So, 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 what, so repeat what you just said there because I cut you off to apologize to the audience. But what you're saying is that uh, what do you think it represents? The actual like sex act itself in terms of like... I mean, just based on what you're telling me, like maybe the sex act was the inciting incident and you didn't know it at the time, but parts of your subconscious were like making you feel shitty about it. Even if in the dream you didn't feel shitty about it. Or right. it could be completely unrelated. It could just be that your brain is just dumping a bunch of like weird memories and remixed shit. You were in a hotel, you said? I was in a hotel, yeah. Which hmm. that. And you were trying to get to the lobby and then you end up getting locked away in a psych ward? Right. Like I go to the front desk. I'm waiting for her in the lobby. She says, go down and meet me in the lobby. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I go down. And then when I go to the front desk, like it's something approximating like i think i asked like where something was like oh how do i get over there and the person's like you're not going anywhere like, you know what i mean like it was weird and then like in in real time the the walls changed colors and it became a very pale fucking white and like the guy mm. was wearing like a concierge outfit and that became white and and it was just like it was the realization that i wasn't it's not even that I wasn't where I thought I was, but like I had the false sense of security. Like, oh, I was this disassociated that I couldn't even fucking tell the whole time. Did I even fuck this person? That's my question. I don't know, man. I feel like I don't have a lot of information. You're asking me to like analyze it. You know, I'm not getting paid for this. I right. feel like I'm, I'm a little out of my depth here. Well, what like, would your copay be, Max, if you demanded payment? Like how much would I have to pay you? Uh, well, I would say like a good 20 per hour to start with. I, I think that's reasonable. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, those are friend prices though. 
<laughs> what, the, what kind of discount is that? That's, that's like opinion. a 50% discount, my friend. Wow. So the, the, well, see, that's fucked up because the dreams of your friend arguably should be more valuable. You should charge more because you're like, listen, you're my friend. Okay. I don't want to know what's going on in your brain. These, mean, these are more valuable to me. So you need to pay me more money because you're my friend. Get it? Yeah. That would be a, that would be a tough sell. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> to say, I bet you could get a lot of people to do that, man. Like, I think we're like posting. my friends. To, yes. to, I would like to convince them, like, put it on Front Street that I'm charging them more because <laughs> they're my friend. Can you I tell you that, that Facebook memory popped up today? And I'm not going to mention who it is, but he's someone who lives in Brooklyn with you and he's a friend of ours and we haven't talked in a little bit. Not, not that one, the brunette one. Anyway, that dude, a Facebook memory popped up today that was like, Jesus Christ, blank just ate glue and it's only 9 p.m. <laughs> And I'm just like, holy shit. Like our friends, they're fucked up, man. Like I mean, that was Wait, all of us. This was another like another human person ate glue. Yeah, man. I mean, look, I'll just blank out the name. So I'm going to say it now. The, the status literally says, uh, Jesus Christ just ate glue and it's only 9 PM. <laughs> like, like the idea that like, yeah, this is behavior. That's fine at one or two perhaps, but not nine. Like right. how early did we start for fuck's sake that at 9 PM he's already eating glue yeah. sticks. And then I updated at, at that. Least, at least get like a few biscuits and you know, <laughs> bro, I updated that status like 55 minutes later and he was eating cardboard paper. <laughs> like, like it was just, it was spiraling. Oh, and candle wax. Like it was spiraling out of fucking control rather quickly. And you're telling me that you wouldn't charge that fucker more just for like, you're an insurance liability, man. Like I got to charge you 40 bucks an hour. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. It's like, it's like how Tom Cruise's insurance premiums must be through the fucking roof because he's an insane person. Well, do you think it's insane because he's like doing his own stunts and everyone's like, no, Tom, like, <laughs> cause at some point you just get too old to still do those stunts and make it right. believable. You but, know? but then he's like, but think about the money we're saving on stunt people. And they go, yeah, I guess. There's this story about Wesley Snipes on Demolition Man who who refused to to do. He wanted Something to do all about Wesley Snipes is immediately funny to me. Like at one point he was a viable action star. Yeah, just, right? just that he had agency, that he had some pool in Hollywood and now he's like a he's <laughs> kryptonite. Wesley Snipes on the set of Demolition Man refused to have a stunt double so he did, he, he he said I have to do all my own stunts, okay? Then he would do them and then he would leave for the day. They would get the stunt guy to come in and reshoot the scenes because that's literally like what it was. They're just like, we can't afford to have this motherfucker running around doing backflips, jumping off buildings, like bringing the professionals. You know what I mean? I don't know why they reminded me of that so much, but I love it. I adore it. And it needed mentioning, I guess like, you know, let's wrap up the dream segment of this because I don't think we're going to get to any truth because as you said, look, all this is speculative at best. We're assigning meaning to stuff that may be meaningless. That's the whole fucking point. Um, right. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, in my opinion, that I do think it's like subconscious things. It's things that your mind wants you to know, but you haven't quite figured out. And since your mind is like, you know, uh, like Marseille, Marseille, right? Like a, like a silent fucking uh, well, mime. <laughs> like it, does, it can only show you things. It can't tell you things. See, see I, I don't know if your dreams are trying to tell you stuff all the time. I think sometimes it can be motivated by a strong emotion like anxiety or something okay. or fear or lust even or a sex dream or okay. maybe something else. But I really think that dreams are just a random fucking dump of just weird brain activity. That, some, that sometimes it's like you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, it's going to stick, right? And huh. you're going to try to make sense of it. Um, like if people try to find patterns uh, in clouds, you know, like we see fucking faces in clouds. We look at our dreams and try to assign meaning to them. There probably isn't any. 
we're all going to die one day. Well, that brings up a bigger thing. Well, yeah, thank you for getting dark before I went dark, which I was going to say, we, 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 our minds are processed to find patterns and things. You're right. We see, uh, what we, it's called Sidonia when it's in space, but we see faces on the uh, red planet, you know what I'm saying? Like on Mars, and we're just like, what the fuck, aliens? And it's like, <laughs> nah, bro, it's just two holes that look like a face. <laughs> like, you're just, you know, we see the man on the moon, right? We see right. the craters that look like a man. It's like, no, it's we're, we're predisposed, predisposed to try to find meaning and stuff. We just watched a really fucking brilliant movie. I say that with a bunch of caveats and a bunch of air quotes because I'm not sure if it's either the most brilliant thing ever or just like a colossal waste of time that stumbles onto profoundness, I don't know. I need to watch it again. Uh, but we watched Under the Silver Lake, which is the It Follows director, right? He, yeah, David uh, Robert following. Mitchell. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's about a slacker who basically gets sucked into a shadow world. Now, the thing is, he was, again, already predisposed, right? Before the inciting incident that, that makes him go down the rabbit hole, he's already someone who's trying to find patterns in everything. And right. so it's like that leads to a someone with way too much time on his hands who starts like he snaps to start firing. He starts seeing patterns and things. He starts making connections. He right. starts assigning meaning and like there must be some huge conspiracy going on all the time. Well, I mean, but, 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 but here's the weird thing about that movie and not spoiler alert. He's not wrong. Like he ends up finding shit because he does go down the rabbit hole a little bit, which is interesting to me. Sure. Uh, but it's it's like even though even though it is confirmed, it's still meaningless. I think that that's like the holy fuck part of that movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is like you're assigning meaning to things, and yes, this one time it panned out for you, and even though it panned <laughs> out for you, it still doesn't fucking matter. You're no closer to any real right. truth. Which yeah. I think is like such a fucking nihilistic but beautiful thing. Like if you haven't seen it, yeah, go watch and, it. I think it's so good, man. I know you. Yeah, seen and it. well, I mean, the beauty of it is that even though he confirms that truth, his life is worse off now than if he had not pursued that <laughs> at all. <laughs> right like he like, could have been spending all that energy trying to figure out how to pay the rent and instead he's fucking chasing a fucking white rabbit into some weird song. jesus christ man i think that's a metaphor for all of us man like maybe not us maybe 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 not you maybe you're more evolved than all of us max i've always said that and you know i have i have i think you're an evolved human being don't look at me like that i think you're. i don't agree i think i'm regular I'm trying to think of the worst thing you've ever done, Max, and I can't imagine it. I know one time I went to your house once and I rang your doorbell and you didn't hear the doorbell and like Toby was yelling and you like yelled at Toby because you thought he was just barking at nothing for 10 straight minutes. You would do that. (laughs) And I remember being like, that's the worst thing Max has ever done was yell at a dog once. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't like when I, when I think about like, I have shame for things I've done in my life, you know, like what, what's your fucking shame, Max? Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I did yell at my dog sometimes. Most evolved. That's my point. You're the most well, evolved of all of us, man. <laughs> you're whatever comes after regular human on the evolutionary scale. Like, you're already there. You're an X-Man. And I just I'm wish just I had your ability. I'm just trying to be nice. I don't know. <laughs> Kindness? Yeah, I guess that's such an evolutionary trait that you don't have, Christian. <laughs> like, geez. I'm just trying to be nice. Um. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, well, I'll tell you the worst thing you ever did. If we could switch gears a little bit, is that okay? Oh God. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this last week, and we just we ran out of time because I wanted to end on a joke that I didn't even end on. But the point is this: uh, I remember this fucking thing that happened, and it's weird because we all live in a town ta- uh, like a time now where we had a movie, and now there's like an MTV show, and the idea of catfish is such a well-known like like meaning right like a little saying if you will it's not you know what i'm trying to say i just want to say before you proceed the cat (laughs) is still in the bag 
he doesn't need to come out. Well, he doesn't. I'm not going to say who this happened to. All right. I was, and I doubt they listened to this. Come on. Because this is one of actually many instances of me doing this for comedy. Oh my God. There are more. (laughs) Okay. There are at least a couple more. Listen, now we, now I can't stop. I would have out of respect to you stopped if it was one person. This actually, (laughs) these are some pretty terrible things that I've done. It gets much worse than what you know. Are you willing to confess your sins, my child, on this podcast? All right. Well, let me go through the one that I know about. You can, you can, you can up the game, okay? Okay. Which is just like, I, I want to take us back to the time of 2004, 2005, Max, mm. where MySpace was all the rage, okay? Facebook, not even a glimmer in Zuckerberg's eye yet or whatever. And like, so we're sitting here in the days of MySpace and we were all big on the MySpace thing. You less than most people. Cause I guess you've always been over social media. <laughs> like when it started, you're like, I'm over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but so we were all big on the MySpace thing and like our, our whole group of friends were on it. And then at some point, and we had been friends for years already. So I don't understand how this like was uh, kept from me, <laughs> but at some point you're like, Oh yeah, me and blank out both of their names. Don't worry. We've been, uh, we, we've been, we've been catfishing someone, but you didn't call it catfishing, man. That's the thing. Like well, catfish wasn't a, wasn't term, a term. No, I know you max fished it, bro. Like you started a fucking trend in the world. Like, like, so you had created a fake MySpace profile with a blink 182 lyric with, with, with like just a random picture of this lady you found on the internet. I don't even know how you did it because it's creepy as fuck now thinking about it. But back then it was cute. Like it was What adorable. I did was I, I went to like, I just started typing like scene and emo bands and like I would find the people that like them. And then I would just like grab, it was a Frankenstein version of all their profiles in one profile. Oh my and God. And I just found the, like the most scene looking girl I could. Right. That you feel multiple thing. pictures of that same lady. Like you had to make it legit. You're like one picture, clearly a fake profile. Actually right? different women. What? They looked exactly the same. That's more to your point, I guess, which is like, this is the whole thing. Anyway, so you compiled a fake fucking profile, Blink-182 Lyric as your profile name. Mm-hmm. Uh, made I made the background of- as obnoxious as possible because you can do that on MySpace. I know. I mean, dude, I had like I really- two different songs playing at once <laughs> when you opened it. I wanted to give you so much credit on this because it was like such a real lived in profile. Like someone felt like someone had posted on this profile a bunch to make it look right. You know what I'm saying? And you did all of this, all of this. Okay. You added fake friends. You fucking, you went into the coding to fuck with the HTML max to fuck with one friend of ours. Okay. Who was a mutual Mm -hmm. friend of ours. And again, I didn't know this for the first year that you had done this. This is how long this fucking Machiavellian fucking crazy shit you were doing was like, (laughs) you, you had been messaging our friend for so long. And then one day you told me about it. I'm like, what do you mean? And then you like, (laughs) you gave me like the password. I was like, you just gave me the King, the keys to the fucking kingdom, man. Like, because I was like blown away and I went back and I read every correspondence that you had. And this person never caught on. And what's amazing is you started off as a relatively normal human being. Yeah. Very quickly went off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. It just turned into all caps word salad and he never figured it out. And I just kept going and it never, like, there was never a moment. Like, eventually he stopped responding. But I mean, a year and a half into this, he was like, okay, I'm done. But like, he just, you went on and on and you would make up shit. And he was always trying to be like, it's sad because maybe he's just a good guy. Like, I don't know. It might be. He was always trying to be there for this person that he had never met. To be fair, though, he did try to fuck her immediately. Like, the first message was like, you look like the girl from Garbage. And that's a compliment. because She's fucking beautiful. And that was like his first six messages to her. 
Right. You were and then I responded, I love barbage lady. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. And that is such an amazing detail. And, and he never questioned he it. She's like, I guess question you, it. You know, she yeah. and B are, I guess, close to each other. That's fine. <laughs> See, if it had ended, if if there had been like no more engagement past that, I would have stopped, but like kept messaging me back. It was my I couldn't was- stop. I, I had to make the profile more detailed at that point. I was like, I gotta commit. It was MySpace, Max. It was the Wild West back then. All right, like we didn't have a choice. We had to. We had to press the the pedal because why press the brake? You know what I mean? Like, what was the point? And so you fucked with this guy for for so long. And what I'm what like what's amazing about it is that that seems like sort of commonplace. And maybe that's what's fucked up about the world now. But like mm-hmm. everyone knows someone who's catfished somebody. You started a trend that didn't have a name for four or five more years, Max. So, so do you think that I really did start this? Like, I this think is you're like patient zero. Yes, this is you're... like like you put that energy out in the world and the collective unconsciousness, and then like people Listen, picked up on it. We know people that, like intimately who fucking believe in the secret and it's worked for them. Who the fuck are we to to cast aspersions on those people? But yes, I 100% think you're patient zero of, of catfishing. Like, in fact, the fact that it's what not called done? max fishing is a little upsetting. Like, if I'm you, I'm I'm TMing this shit. You know what I mean? Like, trying to you're get going to make this money. the title of the episode, aren't you? You're I mean, that or max <laughs> fishing. <laughs> I got max fished. <laughs> I mean, literally, dude, I'm sitting here just being like, it's, it's, it's at the same time despicable and the most I've ever liked you <laughs> like ever. And you're my best friend in the world and I love you. And I've still never liked you more than that moment. <laughs> so that's not the worst one I did. I did another one Okay. Um, with this kid. This is going to make me sound really terrible. I need this. I need to think of you not as an infallible. This actually <laughs> might be the worst thing I've ever done. I think it is probably, but it's also like, I kind of stand by it. So like some context, year there's this kid i went to middle and high school with who is like years older than everybody else and the reason he was years older than everybody else is because he had like had an ungodly amount of surgeries in his life he, had, he was like really fucked up in a number i of think ways. i know who you're talking about actually I, his name starts with a in the first four letters of the alphabet it does oh my god dude i hear he became a real asshole in later years though to be fair like <laughs> Everybody tried to be nice to him, me included. Um, he, he was really weird and kind of hard to, to take, but also at the same time, like with the caveat, like understanding, yeah, he's had a rough go of it. Right. Um, super religious, um, started getting really preachy about it in high school, like to the point where he was arguing with people who weren't even engaging him. Um, and he would do that with me because I was like a fucking little militant atheist asshole when I was in high school. Um, I've gotten over that phase in my life, but it, it stuck with me. So like in college, I, I spent like a full two years not talking to this person. I went to college and I decided one day to just fucking catfish this kid. <laughs> not really catfishing, but just fuck with him hard. So I get on Facebook and I'm like, uh, hey, let's, let's call him, oh, I don't know. Bob. Uh, hey, Bob, um, I'm really worried and, and I don't know who to talk to about this. Like, I'm really kind of scared. And he's like, oh, Max, what's up? I haven't talked to you in so long. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. I, I, I'm really sorry about that. I've been a little withdrawn because I've been going through something really intense and you're the only person I can turn to. He's like, what's going on? And I, said, I already hate you for this, but I love you. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and I said, I, I, I think that something's happening to me. I, I've been blacking out. And, and when I come to, I keep seeing Christ before me. 
and he he's sending me a message and he says that that something bad is going to happen and that i need to lay down my life and and he's like max what what what's going on i was like i'll report more later and then i wouldn't talk to him for a long time He'd be like <laughs> messaging me like what's going on are you okay and then like months later i'd be like I just woke up and I, I'm really scared. I need to go to the hospital, but I can't go. And he's like, what's going on? It's like, I have the wounds of Christ on my hands and feet. I don't know what's happening. And I started convincing him that I was like fucking the next Messiah, basically (laughs) over a series of long messages for a fucking year. I never gave away the game. And I got him believing at the very least that I believed that I was Christ um, come back to the earth. He was your fucking Peter, man. He was like, I'll fucking go, I'll ride or die with you until those cock crows. He like. was so supportive through all of this. Oh God, that's adorable. And then at the end of that year, I was like, oh, by the way, I was fucking with you the whole time. What did he say? Oh, you said his name too, so I'll have to blank that uh, out. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> by the way, Bob. <laughs> um, he was upset. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the understatement I've ever heard in life. <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> I also posted all of these Facebook messages on my Tumblr at the time, too. Is that active still? Can I find it? Or did you go back and clean it up? I guess that's my question. <laughs> it should still be there. I'll, 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 uh, I'll send it to you. We need to link that in the fucking show description. <laughs> like, you want to see that this is a real story. Max is a piece of shit, and this is how. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I guess all of this is to say at some point, you know, I gave up on being a piece of shit, and I'm trying to right. just be a nice person. Hmm. But there was a period in my life where not so much. I think you were a better person, man. I think you're too nice now. That's the problem. I need the darkness to flow through you again. You know? I mean, it does every day. I just suppress it, you know? you're like oh is it's always bubbling up you're ready to fucking like let the whole come out and yeah and then i'm like well what would the nice max do right do do you like biblical jesus do you ever think about we talked about him a little bit in the last episode we did because he just came back as a zombie it was just trolling his friends (laughs) yeah he's just like you don't believe in me immediately fucking dick it's like there's no precedent for this there wasn't a bunch of people who came back it's not unreasonable But yeah, biblical Jesus. Do you like like the one time biblical Jesus is pissed off in the Bible? It's like at fake rich people, you know, or actual actual rich people for being fake. You know what I mean? He goes into the temple and he's like, "Throw these motherfuckers out," you know. And it's it's. I feel like biblical Jesus is probably a cool dude. Like I could grab a beer with biblical Jesus. It's just the Christians didn't seem to get it. You know what I mean? Like. I, I don't really have an opinion on Jesus. He seems like um, a conflicted guy. You know, he's got a lot going on. If you um, would you would you rather he's believe turning water into wine, he's getting everybody <laughs> drunk and then he's judging him? Like who does that? Right. Like the idea that Michael Jackson said Jesus juice like had historical precedent. The motherfucker was literally getting people drunk <laughs> on mountains, okay? Like we need to not discount that. Um and not to get off the Jesus of it all, um, but I do really want to ask you, do you legitimately think that I should be more of a dick in life? Because yeah, this well, is something that I, I wrestle with, you know, all the time. I think that positivity is for the birds. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I, like, what I mean by that is like, when we think about positivity, me and Robert have gotten into this a bunch because he wants to be like Instagram famous and he wants to be, I'm, all, I'm about positivity. Also, Robert, I love you, but God damn, I hate this about you. I'm about positivity, man. Like, I Not wanna... about this latest episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's so true. 
but my, but my point is like when you think about that in the parlance of our times, the idea of sick Big Lebowski reference, bro. <laughs> the idea of it, right, uh, is is it's fake. It's it's a farce, man. It's like the people who preach positivity and shit. They're not. They're positive for the sake of an image that they have oh, cultivated. It's like the, the the Ingrid goes west of it all. Right. Yeah. You've cultivated an image. You're not mm-hmm. like some cool person. You're not a kind or compassionate human being. You say you are because that is addictive. It's it's a it's it's a lie that we can agree upon in a way. And mm. so you know, when I think about that all the time, it's just like positivity is kind of for the birds, man. It doesn't. So, mean so it. are you talking about this in like the Randian sense, where it's like we're all inherently selfish creatures, and even like good acts are selfishly motivated? So why try? A little bit. I mean, and I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go full rand with it, but I'll say just for myself, when I was an asshole, when I was doing like shitty things to people, I would then use like, because I had done something, it was a litmus test for all of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. surely you did this because I fucking did it. It's like, no, you're just a piece of shit, Christian. Like, like there's no reason to think that everyone's like that. And I think that, you know, like, that's why I really reject the Randyism of it all because fuck one, fuck her. She's a hypocrite. But two, it's just like, I do believe there are genuinely kind, amazing people. The problem is I question all of them. Okay. Oh. I don't believe any of them. You know, and like they got to prove it to me. And that's fucked up because they don't have to prove anything to me. Who the fuck am I to make you prove who you are? I know you as a person. I know when the chips are down, you're one of the kindest, most, and not even when the chips are down, just as a regular human being. You're a kind, compassionate human being. And I love that about you. At the same time, I know that you have the capacity to be like, like Greg can you remember Greg Kinnear hosted the soup at one point and he was yeah. just a snarky little bitch like you could be Greg Kinnear in his prime Max like that could be you so at my worst I'd be Greg Kinnear levels of snarky little bitch <laughs> that's not is even that, that bad is that not something to aspire for I mean come on dude like because the thing is I feel like literally zero guilt for you know my catfishing or trolling on the internet days like I, right. I look back on those days with like a gleam in my eye. You know? like, oh. <laughs> Stare off into the sunset. When people wistfully. talk about the great old days, like the good old days. That's what you're thinking about. You're just yeah, like, of the days when I was a dick and I didn't like worry about it. <laughs> well, why do you worry about it? You're not a religious man. Both of us are pretty atheists. Like, what do you think? There's a morality thing, or do you do you truly believe in like a cosmic, not karma as it is, because karma as it is is such a bullshit concept. But the idea of you kind of like get what you put out. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is that simple. I mean, honestly, it's not even rooted in a, a, a risk-reward kind of, like, dynamic for me. It's not even, like, a spiritual thing at all or even a – maybe it's a philosophy thing. It's just a basic, like, concept of, like, I don't know. I've, I've been a people manager for the past few years, and doing that job forces you to be patient and sometimes, like, suppress the things that you might really want to say in a moment. When things get heated, you have to be the patient one. And years of doing that has sort of like kind of trained me to just look for the empathy in a situation. Um, We have a a saying where I work, it's assume positive intent. And like, you never know what another person is going through. You never know what brought them to this moment, even if they're being a fucking dick or unreasonable or whatever. Like at the end of the day, if they're not physically hurting me, it doesn't take much effort on my part to just be like, okay, you do you. That's fine. I really wanted to get behind that, but I wanted you to end that with like, but occasionally like a kid with a magnifying glass. I like to burn these motherfuckers. Like, I don't know why I just wanted that from you so bad. There are a couple of people that like, will just straight up get on my nerves that I'll do that with. Or if someone's being needlessly cruel or whatever, sure. But most of the time people are just trying to get by. Right. 
I guess that's true, man. I guess I guess because that's the that's the culture in the world we live in now that the people who are acting a fucking fool, like they get propped up to the the front of uh, public consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like if anyone, if if a woman yells at a Mexican lady at fucking Kmart, that it gets on YouTube and we all hear about it, right? If a black yeah. woman calls fucking cops on black people having a barbecue, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the first thing you hear about. So I guess we're 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 like predisposed to kind of think like everyone's secretly a shithead and they all need to be crushed. But I think you're right. I think probably like 80% of people are just like trying to fucking get by, man. Yeah. It's hard enough to be a person and they don't got M- time Most to be people shitty. are conflict diverse. So if someone is like causing a fuss or whatever, they either want attention and you're giving them the attention by fucking acknowledging it or they're going through something which is right. most of the time they're just going through something. I'm not conflict averse at all. You know that scene where Bruce Wayne runs into like that 9-11 and Batman versus Superman or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's me running into conflict. I'm like, what? Conf- what? And I run towards Speaking it. Speaking of <laughs> fucking God damn it, what a retcon that was. <laughs> You're mad about retcons now? You want to get shitty about retcons? I just hate the Snyder film so much. Dude, release the Snyder cut! I need it so we can prove how fucking terrible he is as a director, you know? Terrible. Man of Steel never really once acknowledges the terror that is Man of Steel. Like, <laughs> Superman doesn't save anybody in that movie, barely anybody. Right. He saves, he, like, the army generals. Knocking, That's it. They're <laughs> knocking over skyscrapers, and then he starts kissing Lois Lane while ashes start raining down from the sky. Yeah. And it's like millions of people probably just died horribly. <laughs> Billions while you were fighting damage. Zod. Like, get Zod to the goddamn moon or something. Like, he does not need to be in Metropolis. But then they retcon it in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, oh, on the ground, Bruce Wayne. It was such a terrible thing. No. Right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you're no, mad that they try to address the soullessness and the lack of humanity that the first film had? You're mad at that? I'm mad at the fact that the first film didn't realize that until <laughs> critics pointed it out. And then I'm they were like, we the knew first all along. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like we're, we're banging. Like, he's fired. Why are we still hating on that guy? Is it because he still gets work somehow? Like, the dude has a couple movies lined up, and I got well, it. Because he I'm keeps not taking shit. material that has some amount of meaning to it, or could, or could be interesting. And okay. he flirts with exploring a complicated idea, but he's, he's like a fucking, like, he's like a frat bro who's, who just wants to make shit look cool instead. He I would really... Watchmen. Yeah. And he just puts slow motion in it and he says that he gets it. Like, uh... Would that change your mind of like Scorsese, Spielberg, Coppola, the Coen brothers? Uh, who else can we throw into this list? Uh, Tarantino. Tarantino kind of is. But they were all frat bros, <laughs> but they like could see the humanity in the world. You know what I'm saying? So like think about all like think about them directing all their films. It's still the exact same film. But instead of like calm, measured, like film cinematic excitement, they're just like, yeah, bro, fucking A, man. And then the girl, her tits will come out, bro. And like right. just the, the shittiest fucking thing you can possibly imagine. Do you still go to bat for those guys? Because like, look, they're assholes, but they found some truth in film. You know what I mean? Like, That's a tough question. You're just, you're, you're saying that they're basically like the Coen brothers having frat bro instincts. That's <laughs> not the Coen brothers anymore. Well, no, you know what the Coen brothers, pain and gain, that is the Coen brothers trying to have frat boy, like, is that, that's Michael Boyle's? Uh, that movie made me, like, feel sick. I could not sit through that whole thing. Well, just because you paid to see a fucking Michael Bay movie starring Mark I Walker. didn't even pay for it. It was, like, on Netflix or something. That's worse. Like, in a movie, like, I can understand in a group mentality being like, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie in theaters. You sat down of your own volition, chose, like, scrolled through Netflix for an hour, I assume, and then put it on. 
No, I was urged to by a number of people who told me, Max, I know you have issues with Michael Bay, but watch Pain and Gain. It's actually a really great character study. He's firing on all cylinders. You like the Coen brothers, right? You'll love this. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. That's a fucking tall order. You're setting up some disappointment. Right. And, uh, and then I watched it and I was like, God damn it. I can't be friends with you people. Well, this brings something up that I kind of do want to talk about, which, but like, you know, we, we're on the weekend. We're recording this on the 30th of April, I believe. So we just got mm-hmm. past Avengers. We just got past Game of Thrones and we just did a Game of Thrones podcast. Listen to it on movies and shit um, on a little fire burning. I don't want to get in the weeds about that, but I wanna, what I do want to get in the weeds into is like the idea of fan backlash, right? Because mm-hmm. Avengers has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm the first guy, like when people, like there's a bunch of assholes. Like when Last Jedi came out, it has like a 92 or a 94%. People were like, see, critics are wrong. They don't know anything. Like they can't be trusted. And I'm the first guy to be like, these are people who are paid money to think about shit in a deeper way than your fucking basic ass ever will. Okay. Yeah. Like I do trust critics for the most part. Not to say that they're always right, because they're certainly not. Avengers, I think, is a really big indication of that. Both of these last films scored in the 90s, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And neither of them deserve that shit. And I just wonder if there's like a, is there a spite to it? Like when people love something and you watch it and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking? I'm an alien. I don't well, belong to this race. I was, well, I was going to bring this up in our, cause we're going to do a deep dive sort of thing. I don't know if you want to call it deep dive. We're going to do reviews of infinity war and Endgame, like right. a, a mega review. And I was going to bring up the fact that I think watching these movies in a theater hurts the experience. Because mm-hmm. like the notes that don't play for me, you're you're sitting there going, yeah, but that doesn't make sense because of this. And meanwhile, while you're thinking that, people are going, oh, line from the trailer. Yeah, and <laughs> it hurts it. And, and like maybe I'm like harder on the movie as a result because I've rewatched Infinity War by myself and I enjoyed it a lot more. I still have my issues with it. Okay, but it wasn't like feeling like I'm a fucking alien <laughs> in the theater, you know. That's literally what happened, man. Like, I, at yeah. some point, people were cheering. At, like, someone cried when, spoiler alert, Tony died. Uh, and I just, one, it's not emotionally impacted. It's just not. There's nothing about that scene that's like, wow. Like, even Robert Downey Jr., who I love, is like, you're not doing anything revelatory in that performance. Yeah. Like, and so I'm sitting there, and I actively I'm so want- tempted, <laughs> tempted to just review this movie now. Like, you're, you're talking about shit I really feel strongly about. <laughs> Uh, um, nah, I don't think we have the time, man. I think we save it because I would like to do it proper and I would like to do actual compare and contrast between Infinity War. But my large point is this because I want to stick to the point of audience expectation, which is just like when that lady started crying, I wanted to ridicule her. <laughs> right. What is wrong with me? That's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with her for having an emotional reaction other than she's dumb. Right. Whatever. Right. Like, like this, this shit isn't fucking moonlight. Like, right. It's like comic books. Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s contract ended. That's why he died. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I guess my larger point is just like, I don't want to sit here. I don't want to say like, I stand above the average man. I don't. I don't. I, what I, I do. do. I think <laughs> you do, buddy. <laughs> because you're an evolved species, Max. I, mean, I think you stand above us all, man. You got this. I, I, well, my larger point though is just like I, the one thing I will say that I think I do more than most people is I feel very deeply about all everything. That's the problem. Like that's my detriment, but it's also my superpower, man. Like I will overanalyze things. I will, I will try to think about it from every perspective that I can. And so when I think about stuff that are global phenomena, when I think about the fact that Endgame made one, Endgame made a Billy, bro, in two days. Okay, like 
It is Jesus that is absurd. Fucking That's obscene. Christ. I know. I mean, like, Dark Knight took like what fucking a month or something? Like two months? Yeah. I don't know. And, and we were all in awe of that movie at Jesus the time. Christ. It was uh, quaint, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm sitting on my fucking rocker chair eating a goddamn like, you know, like like like, like a key lime pie and drinking some lemonade. Like, I remember back in 08 and like it's like so fucked up that like and it's 11 years ago. <laughs> by the way, when I'm an old man, that would be like the ideal situation is just eating a key lime pie and drinking lemonade and You want to go out chair? like Thanos just like watching the sunrise <laughs> like I did it. Honestly, uh, Thanos at the beginning of this movie, he was living a pretty good life aside from the fact that he was all fucked up. It seemed like he was, you know, chilling, he was cooking cooking you know, picking his weird alien fruits or whatever yeah. that was seemed just like a cool farmer like a yeah. yeah just a cool fucking farmer who'd seen some shit had an army armor scarecrow right right look we might have to talk about this film a little bit now i know we don't have time to do a deep deep dive but like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm thinking about that moment it's just like okay you're i know it's only two days time they say that in the film like the stones were used two days ago so it's like he destroyed the stones two days ago that's fine mm-hmm. Uh, but then they just straight like murder this motherfucker, like in a way that I was not ready for. It seems antithetical to who the characters are, and I yeah. get I get what you're saying. Like Christian, he just snapped everyone out of existence. If anyone deserves it, yeah, sure, I get that. But they just decapitated this motherfucker. Jesus Christ! I, I couldn't. Well, I couldn't really get behind Rocket being like, "What have you done?" And then <laughs> Thor being like, "I went for the head." Yeah. It's like why why would Rocket be so upset about this? I mean, I guess because it's like the one person who could kind of figure some shit. Like, again, at this point, time travel isn't a fucking idea because, you know, yeah, basically fucking impossible. So, like, this is the one guy who knows something, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like having a cop partner who shoots first and then asks questions later. It's like, that's right. not helpful. Come on, Thor. Like, so, I, I get it. I, I just think it was also really weird. That, that's the problem with this movie, among many problems, is this, like, characters are not themselves and no one calls them out on it. No one calls out Thor for decapitating a helpless person who does not have infinity stones. He doesn't have anything. He's literally controlled. You have a celestial God lady holding him down, basically. Well, here's my question. Would you begrudge someone for shooting Hitler in the head if they caught him and he was unarmed? I mean, that's, that's different because it's like you have to be within the, in the know of everything. I guess like we want to pretend that we're better than our enemies. Right? Like, right. that's the that's the goal. That's the hope. And so, like, I know Mussolini got his ass fucking strung up, and that was pretty brutal, but that was his own people. I assumed if America got him, we would have tried to hold that fucker accountable, you know? Like, we had fucking the Nuremberg trials, for fuck's sake. So it's not like we were uh, opposed to keeping people alive to hold them on trial later on, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't know, like... I'm. If you're asking me, like, it's different. Like, if we caught him after he had done all the atrocities, no, you make that fucker stand trial. Like, so it's official in the history books what this fucker did. He was right. judged amongst his peers. If you're telling me... The, kill- the, the problem is, like, most of the lawyers and judges have been fucking wiped out of existence. Like, what court would have him? <laughs> yeah, did they talk about what the Supreme Court implications are of the snap? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that was the movie I wanted to see. Is just, like, what are the implica- What does the world look like? We get, like, two scenes where, like, we see some kid in, like, some lawns overgrown right um, oh, that's, that's it so shitty about fucking new york like we're new yorkers motherfucker you mm-hmm. take half the mil- like, half the population out you still got four million okay like we're still thriving if nothing you said it before the rents are finally affordable we're moving right. out of brooklyn we're going to midtown like, midtown, like it should be a, thri- a thriving situation and instead it looks like the fucking leftovers except that the leftovers actually got shit done still you know yeah. what i mean like that i just like a- i i find it hard to believe that in five years nobody cleaned up all of the abandoned ships around the statue of Liberty. Right. Yeah. 
It's lazy world building. Come on, guy. Yeah. It did take him 13 years to fucking clean up 9-11, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, that's like yeah. two square miles only. And they're like, hey, it's going to take another was year. Was it weird to you that Captain America was, like, holding a support group of 12 in some building for one of some which reason. was joe russo which pissed me the fuck off like for some Pretending reason joe russo a gay man there. or something yeah i don't know what he was. yeah i guess he was a gay man yeah he was but still even in that i'm just like oh fuck you you haven't earned this <laughs> you know i don't i don't right. know no I, I read a whole article about how like the russos were like we really wanted to include a gay character in these films so i turned to my brother and i said i'll play this character <laughs> The most self-important fucking assholes in the and world. And it was Here's like the, the most superfluous scene too. Like it didn't even matter. He, you know he's gay because he says he started crying. That's the right. first time there's an indication of the, of the sex of the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's just bullshit, man. I don't fucking know. Also, I kind of thought, what's her, name, what's her name from Black Panther was gay? You know what I'm talking about? Danai Gurgur. The, the Michonne. Dan, Dan, Danai Gurgur. Is that her name? Danai Gurgur. It's an, isn't it like it's a spanish name it's like guerrero even though she's not fucking spanish right like that's the weird thing about it i actually thought like captain marvel might be well that haircut right i mean i don't want to be an asshole or a reductionist but that haircut is definitely like i'm 40 and i'm going through some shit let's mm-hmm. just let's cut the hair let's stop pretending you know right well also brie larson was like shipping herself and tessa thompson's character or something on instagram oh, yeah and people were freaking out about it. I feel like Captain Marvel was kind of a piece of shit. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I just mean like... Oh, well, yeah. Film. Like, what, what were your impressions of her based on not seeing Captain Marvel? Based on not seeing Captain Marvel, she comes out of nowhere in a really advantageous time. But mm-hmm. it didn't even feel like the stakes were high. She just sort of showed up. So yeah. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Uh, and then when she gets down, she's just like really cocky. Mm-hmm. You didn't have me. And I'm like, oh. All right, it's fine. And look, you know, I'm a big fan of the comic. Like Kelly Sue DeConnick's run specifically, I think her Captain Marvel's wonderful. So it's not like I'm unfamiliar with the character. I just didn't see the film. Uh, yeah. But then she just like she's kind of a non-starter. She doesn't she doesn't affect the action in a way where I'm like, oh my god, you have a nuke now. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have. She a just has hitter. like a moment where Thanos headbutts her, and she just looks at him, and then right. he throws her. And, and then, then she's, she's kind of gone for the rest of it. Yeah. Like, does she ever have another scene? I guess she's at Tony's funeral for half a second, but right. Nick Fury's there because he's contractually obligated to appear on screen. Like, yeah. They like green screened him in or something. I don't think he was actually even there. I was going to say it looked fucked up, right? It didn't look yeah. real. I was going to say, man, I don't know. And it's just, look, I, to be honest, like I just have a lot of problems with that. We didn't even get to the time travel of it all. I mean, I just want to talk about character well, inconsistencies. But yeah, we're going to do ahead. a whole, no, we're going to do a whole review later. Um, yeah. But yeah, like uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of problems with MCU overall. Well, that's my, that's my larger point is this herald a return to smaller films. I certainly fucking hope so. Although it seems yeah, like I was going to say like that, that would be the opportunity here because they're launching Disney plus. Right. Um, this gives them the opportunity. Like these films would be so helped by having like a standalone 40 minute short film starring Captain America in between civil war and now or something. Right. You know, these films would be so helped by that. Cause it, this, this series feels like watching a season of a television show where you're missing four episodes between every episode you get to see. I agree. And they'll just toss off some line or not explain something at all to get you caught up on where you're at. I think I said that I'm trying to figure out what movie. Oh no, I think it was about the last Avengers movie. I think I said like, you know what they should have done? You know what Ridley Scott did before like Prometheus and the alien movie? He had like, like a 10 minute short, a 15 minute short. Yeah. 
I would have loved leading up to Avengers that they would have done like 10 minute character things and you just have one yeah. expositional they, scene. They did that for Blade Runner 2049 as well. Okay, great. Like you didn't need that, but like it, it enriches the story. Right? Absolutely. And I think that's something that would have absolutely helped this because again, it's like the, 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 the character motivation jumps from mm-hmm. one movie to the other just don't make sense. Yeah. They don't. And I think that that's my problem with it. I asked a friend of mine who saw it, but she has not seen, she saw like maybe two MCU movies before she saw Endgame. She loved it. She was like, wow, so great. And I think like, that's what I found out, dude. It's like divorced of context. If we can bring that up again, it's like Mm -hmm. divorced of context. It's probably awesome. If you don't have the baggage of realizing that, Hey, uh, lightning and thunder is coursing itself through the veins of Thor rather than in his hammer. If you don't have the context of knowing that star Lord spent a whole fucking movie maturing and not being that fucking guy that he ends up being again in in infinity war you're able to enjoy it from a purely stylistic and like story standpoint it's only because it betrays all the things that came before it and Mm -hmm. like you know i've always used captain america as like oh that's the barometer that's the heart and soul of the mcu and they you know say what you want they always do right by his character moments even in civil war which is kind of fucking all over the place by the way it makes no sense as a central conflict at least they give him those character moments and i'm like okay I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even the character moments here, when you think about it for more than 10 seconds, <laughs> they immediately fall apart. And so, you know, with that, we'll, we'll drop this fucking topic. We'll do a deep dive on it and, and we'll talk more about it. But it's just yeah, interesting. We might have just lost half our audience, like the snap of something. <laughs> I, like, I wish I was a part of the fucking snap so I wouldn't have to see all these goddamn glowing Facebook reviews, man. I swear to God. It's just, <laughs> I don't feel at home on this world anymore. I've never felt yeah. like... I'm a Highlander. I, I, I just want to say that, like, when I shit on these films, um, it's not coming from a place of malice. It's more just general confusion. I'm just perplexed, and I'm trying to understand it. Because a part of me feels like, well, maybe I'm not smart enough to get what's going on here. Right. <laughs> maybe I'm not smart enough to chart Iron Man's emotional journey, because it kind of feels like it stopped in the first Avengers, and then they just didn't know what the fuck to do with him after that. Sure. Um, but maybe, maybe it's fucked up anyway. I don't but know. This is always the point I say, which is like, if your fandom is so fragile that it can't stand up to a few pokes and prods, then what the fuck are you doing? Like you're either lying to yourself or you won't defend it. And here's my thing. And it's like, we very, we agree on most things, but when we do disagree, you'll take me to task. Like you'll force me to defend a position or I'll do the, the same to you. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, look, you don't have to convince me. You just have to make a convincing argument. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like these people, as like long most as people I understand where you're coming from. Sure. You know, like we, we just talked about Game of Thrones and we disagreed on some of it, but I at least understood where you were at. And I think you understood where I was yeah. at with it. And like we were able to part ways, like still holding on to those opinions. Yeah. Some people you talk to about this shit and it's like you're insulting their family. Um, and it's like, why? Well, fuck! I do not have the same level of emotional investment that you do. This got weird. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think we need. I mean, I've. It's look. It's been like ten episodes since I pitched a civil war, but I think, I think we need to get back on this new civil war thing, man. And I, I know I said white nationalists the first time, but I assume if we take out the people who liked Avengers and Game of Thrones, we'll probably get like forty percent of the white nationalists out of the way. You know what I mean? It could be two birds, one stone situation. What would the Civil War be against? Like, like just fans and nerds? Yeah, fanboys, all of them. Walking just Dead, fanboys versus people that aren't, that don't, you know, assign a part of their identity to a thing. Avengers, Rick and Morty fans, all of these motherfuckers need to be taken. Just all these Ready Player One waiting to happen motherfuckers. 
uh, that would be like a badass gag in a post-apocalypse, the Ready Player Ones. You're like, damn, pluralized one. Fuck, they're serious. <laughs> pluralized ones. Down the chimney he will come with his great big smile. And you'll find that even the kiddies are swinging in a later style. Oh, what is Santa bringing it feels so good it should cost Brought an alligator, I ain't talking Lacoste Made me say, uh, like a mix of Master P and Rick Ross Uh-uh, she seemed to make me always feel like a boss Uh-uh, she said I'm in the wrong hole, I said I'm lost Uh-uh, she said I'm going too fast, I'm exhausted Now drop to your knees for the offering This the theme song Something wrong, might need an intervention for this new dimension. That's too new to mention. Won't fit in a sentence. If I get locked up, I won't finish the See me roll out, watch you surf at the coast and the spinning. I got plenty of adventures for the evening. We go journey, we all find the light to guide us on. We in the moment, uh-uh. Such a lost boy, caught up in the darkest I had. What's the cause, boy? Losing everything that I had. She been on me, boy, unless she got something to tell. Sitting, waiting for me, slipping. Yeah, I see you in hell. Tell the crew to get up, I'll be not my soul ain't for sale. All the evils in the world, they're keeping on me for real. I really hope the Lord hurt me. We all live in sin. Can see ghosts off the ropes, Rick Flair on your beers. Now this the theme song, this the theme song. Now put the beams on, get your, get your dream on. But you don't hear me though, drama we let it go. Watch the guitars roll, now let your friends know. something then do that again that'd be enough for a record i mean you only want two and a half minutes if you can get it you know three minutes max 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 max